Hello and welcome into another edition of your favorite podcast, Burgers and Brats. Got a very special guest all the way from Portland, Oregon, uh, from George Fox University women's basketball star, Alyssa Wells. So we're going to be interviewing her and everything today, asking her some tough questions, some fun questions about the sport of basketball. But before we get started, make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, anywhere you get your podcast at Burgers and Brats and stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and hopefully you're watching on YouTube at Burgers and Brats. So let's welcome in the tongue out sharpshooter Alyssa <laughs> Wells from George Fox University. Hello, hello. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Glad to be here. Yeah. Um, where can our followers find you? Some social media for you. What's your Instagram? All that. Uh, it'll be Alyssa underscore Wells 23. Um, that's, I got Instagram. That's it. That's where you can find me. I think Twitter handles the same. So yeah, All that's right. my handles. So may, many people may not know what George Fox is. Whenever I see this, I keep thinking like George Washington University. <laughs> yeah. uh, who Who is George Fox? Is it a fox or a guy? It's a dude. Um, honestly, couldn't tell you much about the history, but I do know it was a Quaker guy who oh. founded George Fox. It's a Quaker school. So founded it. Um, it's a Christian school. Um, and yeah, I don't know when it was founded, but I saw I can pretty much tell you about the history of George Fox. I thought all the Quakers were in the Northeast. I didn't know they went on the <laughs> no, Oregon apparently, Trail out there. Apparently he moved all the way to Oregon because that's who started it. And yeah. They took the trail out west. Um, D3 <laughs> Women's Basketball School. You guys have a lot of good history. Uh, you're located just outside of Portland, Oregon. I mean, 2009 national champions. 2015, uh, you were runner-ups. And then I believe 2009 or 2012 and then another year, you guys were runners-up. Um, you made it the three Final Four appearances, uh, 10 Sweet 16s, and you had a 20 and you had 27 straight winning seasons up until 2020. So pretty impressive basketball resume for you guys. Yeah. So that can be all thanks to Coach Meek. Uh, right now he's coaching at University of Portland. Uh, great guy. But, yeah, you can see he just knew how to use his personnel very well. Came in, won. Uh, that year we won the national championship. We were actually undefeated. So they lost their, like, preseason game. They lost that one game. And he came in the locker room and was like, all right, that's our only loss this season. Like, that's the only game we're losing. And obviously it worked because they won 32 straight to national championship. So he was a really great coach. And a new coach came in 2020, and that's kind of where the dynamic shifted. New coaching staff, you know how it is. Yeah, it's it, I, it's it's been a little <clears throat> tough years. Yeah, it's been tough. 2020. So, I mean, there are 430 total D3 schools. So to make it this many times into the Final Four, Sweet 16, you guys have made it to the round of 32 many, many, many times. And then a national championship. So maybe there's some good history on your side for Yep. For the That's future. what we're chasing. That's what we're chasing. We've seen that it's been done. We still talk to players on those national championship teams. They still come out to practices with us. So, like, we have a lot of motivation because we want to get back up there. We want to bang around, you know. So that's definitely what we're fighting towards. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys ended kind of on a strong note towards the end of the year, but it's good to see a tight-knit community uh, out of yeah. GFU. Uh, what what kind of made uh, GFU, George Fox, kind of stand out where you wanted to go play college ball? Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, definitely just what you just said. Like, they 
they know how to win, you know? So um, I, the coach at the time, we got a new coach this year, um, Lauren Howard, but the coach that recruited me was Coppolino, Michael Coppolino. And pretty much he told me, you'll start from the get-go. I was like, perfect. That's what I want. Like oh, yeah. That's every first dream, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I've been dreaming the last, I don't know how long I've been playing basketball, 10 years, probably more than that. I just want to play in college. And when you said you'll get a starting spot, I was like, check, it's got me there. Like, perfect. Um, I got a couple offers from some schools in Colorado, but I kind of just want to get out for four years. I was like, I love Colorado. I'll probably come back to it. But I want to experience something different for four years, six years, whatever it is. And so I saw Oregon and my degree wasn't the very easiest to find. I'm studying biomedical engineering and not every department has that they have general engineering but that's not what I wanted and George Fox had that so it kind of just checked all my boxes for me honestly yeah that's awesome I mean you're not adventuring much out of the comfort zone going from Colorado to Oregon they're kind of the same thing (laughs) I mean if you really wanted to spice it up you could have gone to Iowa or Nebraska yeah we're flatland sorry Iowa people but no no it's out there (laughs) exactly um so kind of Going back on the 2022-2023 season, what can you kind of build upon that? Are you kind of, are you guys kind of pretty much hopeful for this next upcoming season? And you got a lot of starters coming back? Yeah, so we only lost one senior. So we had pretty much the same roster coming back. We have two incoming freshmen. So that's what I'm really excited about because we already have a super tight-knit team. Like, we are we're as close as you can be because we've been playing with each other for three, two years already. Um we have a new coach, like I said, and she is very much like she's going to change the whole system, which I'm excited about because obviously if you look at our record, we were 500. Like we weren't we were winning the same as much as we were losing. That's not what we want. And so new coach came in. She's like, we're going to use personnel better. We're going to press more. We're just going to have way more defense, like way more three-point shooting, which obviously I loved when she said that. But uh I think she's just going to be using her personnel a little bit better. So I'm excited about Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, being that close to the family, that that adds wins. I mean, that's an automatic few more wins added to your belt, uh, just knowing just knowing everyone's play style and all that. Um, what are your personal kind of personal expectations for this next year? Personal expectations? Definitely, I want to be all-conference. Um, I want to be a starter again, work my way back up. Last year, I didn't start. I was like the sixth man off the bench. Didn't think that was quite my role. Didn't, I think I could have done more. And so definitely want to work my way back up to being starter all-conference. Definitely win conference, get a chance to go to the tournament. Uh, that's I think that's like my main goals for next year. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, hopefully I can get you starting and uh, getting you dropping 20 points a game. Uh, that's what I would, <laughs> that's, that's my, goal. my expectations for you. Okay. Um, overall, as a team, uh, looking pretty positive. Pretty positive, for sure. Like I said, tighten it. Uh, I I really think we have potential to win in this conference. Um, if you looked at our losses last year, they were by five points or less. Like, we have such a small gap to fill. It's not like you're getting blown out every game. Like, it's such an easy gap to fill, I think. And I just think we have to learn how to play with each other again. I think that's the biggest part. Uh, like you said, knowing everybody's play style, how they play, what's their best defensive like principles and how they score like we just need to get back on track with that and I think we'll be set yeah I noticed uh, there are about three games decided by a point 
in there. So. It, it, there's like heartbreaking losses, and I'm super competitive, and I just hate losing when we. I know we could have won. Like there be times we came out the third quarter and just gave out eight zero run. Like we can't do that. We can't allow that. So if we can just like pinpoint all those little mistakes and stuff like that, I think it'll make a huge difference. Make your free throws. That's how make you make free throws. Yes. Uh, that's how you win games. Uh, making one or, one or two more free throws, and you're winning a basketball game. Yep. Um. So now you're going to be an upperclassman. Are you excited for that? Yep. I am very excited. It's a long time coming, but I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, you can. I mean, you learned a lot the last two years. Hopefully, we get better better play. Uh, more wins this year for you. How How do you kind of feel as an upperclassman, and do you want to take on that responsibility? Are you ready to take on the responsibility of coaching up those freshmen definitely a, am. A um, game for you guys yeah um definitely I've been always been like a leader type role like that's been my role since I've always played basketball so it's not anything that I'm like nervous about or anything um I think it was good for me I think it's a good teaching lesson to be a starter and then lose that spot because I know how much I need to work to get back to that and I can't take anything for granted so I think that's what I would teach the younger kids like Every, nothing's given to you. Like, we just got to work at it. Work for your teammates. Don't work just for yourself. Um, that's kind of stuff I've learned personally. So I hope that I can instill that with them. Um, just, like, do it for yourself, but do it for your teammates because when you do it for someone else, you tend to work a lot harder. So, yeah. I mean, there's going to be high expectations. You got to tell them. I mean, it's been a while since you guys have been in or made a tournament, been in the conference uh, championship. So, time to work yeah and and in the game we just want to win so if that means i get two minutes 20 minutes 40 minutes i'll do whatever it takes to win at the end of the day so that is a team player yeah all it matters is a w in in the book so whatever it takes i'll do it i like it i I like the hearing the team player i mean i'm sure your coach loves to hear that as well but more minutes let's let's tell her let's get you some more minutes yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, what what are you guys kind of workouts during the week? What do you what do you guys do? You guys weights? Uh what, what's your workout schedule kind of during the week? Yeah, so over summer it's just everybody's on their own, right? So it's three days just weights, get in the gym, weights, uh-huh. and then three days it's get in the gym, shoot some baskets, ball handling, just I think she does like an hour ball handling hour workout like that's all it takes every week so it's not a whole lot of work but it's just stay in shape like keep your shot on good handles like basic stuff like that yeah i i'm going to my next question how are you staying in shape during the off season i'm seeing a lot of golf uh that you've been playing <laughs> so i don't know how much the coach is gonna be liking that you're playing with the wrong ball there Alyssa. <laughs> I don't think your coach is going to appreciate you playing all this golf. No, I don't think she would either. Good thing is I still get my workout afterwards, but I have been golfing a lot more this summer, which is not what I usually do, but I do enjoy it. But yeah, I'm working five, five days a week, go to the gym in the morning and then three days a week, I'll go to my local gym, get some shots up ball handling. That's usually what my week looks like. All right, there you go. I don't, I don't know if I've seen that much in the gym. I, on the court. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. So, I'll get uh, back into it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, you better be showing us that. Um, What are kind of your daily routines for a game? Uh, Home game and away game? Anything different? Um, 
for home games, I definitely, it's a little different for me. Um, I like, I lock in super early, like two hours before a game. I'm like locked in. Like people always say like, I have an like, RBF. Like I just look pissed off. Like I'm ready to kill somebody, but I'm just like game face, whatever. Um, I get there, uh, get ready right away and go out to the gym and shoot for about 30 minutes before we start warmups. I just like being by myself out there, listen to my music, uh, just get in the zone. Like, some of the girls walk out there. I kind of see how they're shooting, how they're feeling, if there's nerves out there. Um, that's basically my routine for home games, you could say. Away games, it's so much different because there's so many variables. Like where we're shooting changes every time we go, what time we're eating food before, what time we get to the gym. Like sometimes traffic is awful. Driving three hours away and we're a little late. So it's kind of hard to have a routine because you're just like, we just gotta get to the gym, like get to the gym, get in the gym, get shots up. But um, yeah, my that's pretty much my pregame. So you're sitting in the corner like Michael Phelps and LeBron James before their big <laughs> tournaments with that mean mug face on, uh, yeah. whatever. What are you What are you listening to uh, during your workout or your warm up? Everything, honestly, I just hit my playlist random. Uh, I Those listen to hits? rap, R and B. Yeah, I listen Those to R and B a lot. Yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, R&B for sure. Tastes a little bit calmer. Still gets me a little hyped up. But um, like I can't do like crazy rap music before because I get like too pumped up too yeah. early. Like mm-hmm. I'll listen to it like right before the game, but not two hours before. All right. Um, what are some of your superstitions before the game? I mean, putting tape on first, putting one shoe on or one sock, one shoe, one sock, one sock, one shoe, one shoe, like. <laughs> What, what are some random superstitions that you got going on? You got to eat a certain thing before. You got to watch a certain show. Let's listen see. To I uh, listened to a certain song last year. I, I picked like one song before every season. Listen to that song every time. Um, last year, I listened to Eminem a lot before <laughs> my games. Um, but I honestly don't have that many superstitions. I don't believe in them. I'm like, hey, where you got on the court, that's what you got to do. But um, I do write, like, initials of people that mean a lot to me. And I take a picture and send it to them, say, I'm playing this game for you, love you, blah, blah. Oh. So it gets, gives me a little bit more motivation. If I get back shy, I look down, like, okay, I'm playing for them. Like, don't get too frustrated with yourself. Like, like at the end of the day, they're proud of me for what I do. So kind of a little motivation for me to do that. But, yeah. All right, that's that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. My my superstition is when I'm watching something. Like if I'm at a game, if I'm at the OU game, if I do like touch my nose, like itch my nose, I gotta do it with this hand. I gotta do it. Really? Twice. It's like I move See, my. It's funny when I'm watching games, way more superstitious. And I'm watching the Broncos and Nuggets. I gotta be staying in the same spot. Gotta have the same water bottle next to me. Gotta have. But when it's out of my control, I have way more superstitions than I do me actually playing a game. I know you you turn up your you touch the remote with this hand, then you gotta touch it again or what? Yeah. Or someone leaves and we score, they gotta stay out of the room. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. And that happens all the time. All um, the time. What are so what when it comes to some, some of these big games that you're excited for next year, whether it be versus a team you're excited to get revenge on, to <laughs> a while, or just a city that you get to go to? So yeah, first time we're playing Texas this year. Super excited. Don't know what teams are playing yet. But um for a certain team, definitely Whitman. 
they beat us every time. Not the best players to play against. They're a little scrappy, a little, uh, a little aggressive. So they're located in Washington. Oh, we hate Washington. So, oh, we hate Washington. Uh, everything about Washington's not good. <laughs> but yeah, they're just super scrappy. Like we always had kind of beef with their coach. Like mm-hmm. just the whole team we don't really like. So that's like our rival, and we just we need to beat them again. Like I'm sick of losing against them. <laughs> that's when you start getting scrappy too i mean you, you gotta go go for the juggler and everything so so texas yeah, can't back down yeah texas. texas i mean at least you get in and out i guess i guess we got in and out here anyway we don't need to go texas you have right yeah and colorado and oregon what oklahoma <laughs> what are we doing this is why this state is it's terrible i hate this state man we can't even get in and out nope Oh my, that's ridiculous. Y'all gotta leave. That's ridiculous. Um, all right. I see you. I mentioned it when I came on. You always got your tongue out when you're shooting. Um, how's that not a superstition? Um <laughs> what what are what's your go-to celebration that you shot? Definitely inspiration from this guy, but blue arrow. Yeah. It's my go-to every single time. Um, I usually don't do it on the court. I think that's a little too much. But I just kind of put a hand up. Like, I'll point to my bench, put three up. Um, uh, when somebody else scores, I'll do goggles sometimes. <laughs> uh, like, I'll, I see you, I see you. That's a good shot. Like, something like that. Just to keep the team hyped up. Yeah, those are good ones. I always, I always like the mellow one. Just jamming my like fingers in my head. Like, veins. But, Pull that out. <laughs> ice in the veins is always a go-to. That one's fun. Always a good one. And then, yeah, Blue Arrow, of course. Come on. I'm, Classic. I'm, Come on I'm, now. Right yeah. <laughs> um, what – who would you say that you model your game most after? I mean, NBA, NBA. Um, well, obviously the greatest year, in my opinion, Steph Curry. Obviously, I would love to say I model my game after him. But I would honestly say more Clay Thompson. He doesn't use that many dribbles. He doesn't need to – I'm more just catch and shoot. Like, I don't want to do 60 crossovers to get a shot. Like, I just want to come off the screen, one, two, pull it. Or just shot fake, one dribble, shot. Like, Steph Curry, I love him, but he runs around like a madman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he does. (laughs) And, yeah, yeah, sometimes the plays just aren't made for that. So, if I'm coming off an elevator screen, I just want to catch and shoot. Yeah. All right. All right, Clay. I mean, he what he had six dribbles and dropped sixty points, something or maybe it was like four dribbles. It was like it, I think it was like eleven dribbles and he dropped like sixty or something. Yeah, that's pretty. That's good. what I want. I don't want. I don't. I'm not a crazy ball handler, but I'm a pretty good shooter. So just catch and shoot. That's my shot. All right, Miss Miss Spot Up. Um, who who's kind of on your Mount Rushmore in the? I mean, it could be NBA, WNBA, uh, on all time. Um, Mount Rushmore. Ooh, honestly, Jordan. I know we had this debate before, but Jordan's my goat. You can say uh, Jordan, but as long as you have LeBron there too. Yeah, yeah no, don't worry. Right. LeBron's next right there. Right. Um, Kobe, just how he played, his mentality, Larry Kobe's mentality. Like I just love the way he played. Yeah. Um, he didn't care about hurting people's feelings. He just cared about winning. Like at the end of the day, that's all it's about. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for him. Um. And honestly, I like Magic Johnson. I liked how he played. Um, he's a point guard. He can't have a point guard up there. But 
This is Cassie. I noticed you didn't have the person you modeled your game after. I mean, I think in terms of like generational talent or like who people who change the game, Steph's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. But I think I, like for people who change the game, I think that's like LeBron, Steph, um, obviously Shaq, just how he just dominated as a post. And um, oh, I just had it. And like AI, like his handles, like a smaller guy, like you wouldn't expect him to score like he did. But no, I think Magic Johnson up there, just a classic. Uh, Seth Curry, probably like the fifth guy for me. But yeah. I think you're missing one one of my top goats on that list, Wilt. I Wilt Wilt well, Wilt's up there. Yeah, on my goat list. But I don't know who I'd put at four. Ah, that's tough. It's tough. There, there's so many, but yeah, I don't know. I I'll put Jokic. Jokic, he will be up there for sure. He just needed one more ring and like one Remy P. He should already have three, but he should. Freaking Kendrick Perkins, dude. Oh my god. Different, different debate here. I can go on and on about that one, but (laughs) he should have three. But he needs a couple more rings. He's up there. Yeah, I think, I think two with some of that. I mean, could have already had another one if uh, Jamal and MPJ stay healthy. Um, Yep, exactly. Have you been watching a little WNBA? I mean, I, I love Caitlin Clark. I, I've been getting into it. I mean, over the last few years, I think a lot more of us, uh, not just casuals, and getting into the WNBA. <laughs> but it, it's been fun to watch. I mean, uh, these young players are balling out still. I mean, we're, we're almost towards the end of the year, I believe. Almost towards yeah. the end of the year. But Caitlin Clark, that, that's who I've been watching. I, I love watching her. She's balling. I mean, in college, you knew she was going to be a star in the WNBA. Like, she – the way she plays is she's a little cocky. Like I just love her game for sure. Um, I must say I'm a little casual, but um, like like you said, all these young players who won it, South Carolina, like they're already all stars. Like I think it just shows how dominant like D one college athletes are. Like they can go to the next level and just not even miss a beat. Oh yeah, they're starting. They're making all star games. They're dropping double doubles and stuff. Uh, I can't remember her name, but. Well, yeah, I think we had the first ever, uh, what was it, 20 points, 20 assists, or 20 rebound game. First 20-20-10, I believe, in WNBA uh, this past week. So, game Was that the- Aaliyah from South Carolina? Was that her name? It may, it may have been. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember, but. Uh, was- yeah. Yeah, like, they're all-stars already in first year, so it's cool to see. Yeah, Um. so I guess it's kind of just a, another – Random personal question. If you could play another sport besides basketball, what would it be? And do I already know the answer? <laughs> I think okay. you already know the answer. <laughs> um, honestly, I've been getting into golf. I don't know why. My parents are big golfers. Um, but I used to run track and cross country in high school. So if I didn't play basketball, I would be doing that in college for sure. But honestly, I think golf. Like I just I've been liking it a lot more. I don't get as mad now. <laughs> so you must be getting good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not about getting good, but I'm getting better. So yeah. been playing a lot more. That's all I need. But if I could go pro, you can play forever in golf. That's a big thing. You play forever, you get a ton of money. Sounds of money. like a great deal all around. Too much money. I too much money. myself every day. I did not play golf. My kid <laughs> will be playing golf because that is a lot of money to earn uh, for sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, so you kind of talked about uh, engineering and everything. What what kind of, what's your career goals? 
uh, for after basketball? Um, so definitely sports is a big part of my life. So I want to stay around it. So biomedical engineering, it's like it helps people prosthetics and stuff like that. So adaptive sports. So after college, I kind of want to come home, find like a rehab center and be like hands on with athletes that are coming back from injury and that like amputees that want to keep playing sports and stuff like that. That's like my passion. Like I want to get them back in the sport. Um, I'm also thinking about going to grad school for sports engineering. So it's just like research on all sports and that way you can broaden my horizon a little bit. Um, also, I just want to coach basketball. Like I love the game. I don't want to leave it after I graduate. So, uh, just going to a club team, coaching high school, go by old high school and coach there. Like just to be around the game. It's kind of what I want to do. Yeah, I mean, lots, a lot, and lot, and lot of opportunities to coach, especially travel ball, club ball, and I mean, yeah, there's thousands of D three, D two, D one schools uh, in America, mm-hmm. even overseas. Yeah, so I uh, can get into that. Well, that's that's all I got for you. Um, if, Perfect. I mean, anything else you want to talk about? Get off your chest. Uh, why you got the? Why you're on your soapbox? Uh, I don't got anything else. Uh, you could cover everything. Actually, fun fact, I have an interview tomorrow with the deaf USA basketball team. So I was born deaf. So I technically qualify for this team. So I have a call tomorrow, see if I can make the team tryouts or in December or in September in Washington, D.C. So she likes my highlight reel. She likes all that. So she goes, maybe I'll have you fly out, try out for a team. Well, that's awesome. Uh, we're rooting yeah. for you. I mean, that, that's incredible. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, and if I make the team, we'll go Argentina next summer and then Tokyo the following summer. And they did say you could bring one person with you, right? Yeah, they did. Don't worry. A favorite, my- favorite podcast host? <laughs> yeah, my- for sure. All right. I, I can take a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do that. But that, that's awesome. Uh, well, we're wishing you get that. Uh, we'll make sure to follow up with you and let everyone know how that goes and everything. But, Perfect. Uh, Alyssa Wells, George Fox University. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, uh, you want to give out your socials for everyone listening once again? Uh, so be Alyssa underscore Wells twenty three. Same for my Twitter and Instagram. All right. Well, there you have it, everyone. We are rooting for you uh, this season, making sure to follow up with George Fox University. Alyssa, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. That was a great interview. Uh, shout out again, Alyssa Wells, for coming to join us from George Fox University all the way out in Portland, Oregon. So uh, going to be staying with you guys for just a couple more minutes, but uh, breaking news over the weekend. I came out, I, I said it on the last podcast on Thursday, before it came out on Friday. The Pac-12, it's going to implode. It's going into the ocean, and it finally did. It is now the Pac-4 with Oregon and Washington officially heading to the Big Ten Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State heading to the Big 12. Uh, it's, it's a little surprising. I mean, you kind of thought that the grant of rights meeting that the Pac-12 had on that Friday morning, basically, or Thursday morning, over Thursday morning, was going to keep the conference together, but nope, it did not. And the Pac-12 is now going to bust. And I, I mentioned it, 2021, Bob Bullsby, former commissioner of the Pac-12, or the Big 10, Big 12, sorry. There's too many bigs, packs. It's too much. But 
Bob Bowlesby, former commissioner of the Big 12, wanted to combine and join the Pac-12 and the Big 12. And Pac-12 said, nah, George K did not want that to happen. And now he has no conference. He is going to turn into the Mountain West. Pac-12 West is what this is going to become. And because 2021, he said no. And in 2011, when Oklahoma and Texas were looking for new homes, they they wanted to join the Pac-12. Texas, of course, ruined this, wanted more money. Pac-12 said no. So Pac-12 had two chances to completely end the Big 12 conference, and they struck out uh, both times. Just stupid, stupid. Uh, came back to bite them for the Pac-12. So really, the Big 12 is going to be a fun conference to watch. It, it really is. It's going to be a fun conference. But, I mean, who's the big dog in this conference besides Utah and, I guess, Kansas State now? Uh, both won their conferences last year, but nationally historic powerhouse. No, it's none of these teams. Uh, you had Colorado hasn't done anything in over a decade, nothing since joining the Pac-12. I don't believe they've won the conference since 2000. They haven't won a conference championship since 2002 in the Big 12. So this team has done nothing. Dion is not going to help this team, guys. Dion is not taking Colorado back to prominence. I I, I promise you that. Uh, Utah, you're getting a good, good team, but they don't have the complete national recognition yet. Uh, they're still on their way up. Another year of winning the Pac-12 on their way out might help them. Arizona, what have they done besides basketball? And they didn't. They weren't good in basketball last year. So they, they don't add anything. Softball, maybe a little bit. Arizona State, nothing. They've done nothing at all. Herm Edwards was a complete bust. Uh, so... These teams that are coming in, it really doesn't help the Big 12 that much. I mean, it solidifies them as maybe the third-tier conference. I, I really don't know if I'd put them over the ACC. I probably would put them over the ACC because there's so many teams and so many to choose from. But it really, I mean, they're at least third, fourth conference. They're not passing the Big Ten or the SEC 100% now. Not at all. So, and so adding these eight teams uh, and adding OU, uh, the difference is OU and Texas leaving is still creating $89 million less million for the Big 12 in brand revenue than adding these eight teams. Pretty, pretty remarkable. Uh, OU and Texas were that much in brand value for the Big 12, and they are saying goodbye to $89 million of it, even though... Uh, Big 12 is adding a few more teams. So that that's the college football realignment 20, after the 24-24 season. So it, it's getting pretty crazy. Uh, I really do think Stanford and Cal should join, should have been invited to the Big 10 just because of ac- academics. Stanford's been pretty good at everything. Um, recently, Cal, no, of course. But it does suck when you hear that. Think of softball, volleyball, gymnastics, basketball, baseball. I mean, they have competitions twice a week. And they've got to go from Oregon to Rutgers. Like, come on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, it's it's ridiculous. I I know the Missouri head coach came out and said this, but, dude, you are the last person to talk about this. Because, don't you remember, Missouri left the Big 12 regional conference 10 years ago. Uh, so you can't really – you got to sit this one out. And then um, he's also – been at six he's been at six different 
uh, schools in 10 years. So this guy, not really a guy to talk about it, but I do feel do feel for these smaller uh, non-revenue sports because it is going to suck as a student athlete having to travel once, twice a week, all the way out to Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Michigan. It's, it's going to be terrible. It really will be. But that's called fall realignment. I'm now going to the final segment. I'm sure my burger brought with. It's going to be a long one because I'm sharing it with the Hall of Fame class of 2023. So first we got Joe Thomas, uh, guard or center for the Cleveland Browns for all those years. Uh, consecutive, he had 10,363 consecutive snaps. So I guess I get you in to Cannon because otherwise that team did not do anything while he was there. I mean, they're 100 or they're 48 and 100. 50, maybe they didn't even have 48 wins when he was there, but not great. Uh, Dolphins cornerback, Zach Thomas, uh, 13 seasons, seven Pro Bowls, five times All-Pro, and 1996 Rookie of the Year. Uh, Rondé Barber, uh, cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, helped them get their first Super Bowl win. Uh, 49 or 47 interceptions, 15 years, 14 touchdowns. Pretty remarkable stuff right there from Rondé Barber. Uh, Don Coral, head coach for 14 years at Arizona and the Chargers, one of the first guys to kind of implement the passing, kind of the what we know as the air raid. So him getting in. Uh, Ken Riley, defensive back for the Bengals, 15 seasons, 65 interceptions. Ooh, baby. Uh, Joe Klecko, 12 years, uh, 81 defensive player of the year and a four-time pro bowler. Uh, Chuck Holly, uh, great for Dallas, uh, 15 seasons, five-time All-NFL. You got Darrell Revis, Revis Island, man. That was crazy back when I was younger. Uh, you weren't throwing it out there. Uh, he had 11 seasons and 29 interceptions. So, I mean, it was Revis Island for a reason. And then uh man who helped bring Super Bowl 50 to my Denver Broncos, Demarcus Ware, legend, Super Bowl 50, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, 12 seasons, nine Pro Bowls, four times all pro, and 138 and a half sacks. So share my burden brought with the Hall of Fame class of 2023, all deservingly getting into Canton and getting that gold bust. Well, everyone, thank you all for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to George Fox University Women Basketball. Alyssa uh, Wells, great interview there. Go check it out uh, on the podcast anywhere. Go watch on YouTube. Uh, so thank you, everyone. Make sure to follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service, at Burgers and Brats, and stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and hopefully you just watch on YouTube at Burgers and Brats, and check out burgersbratspodcast.com. Go get some merch, guys. Go go be rocking that merch. I got anything you can think of on there. So we'll be live again on Thursday and Coming out on Friday. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to have a great week. All right. Take care. Stay safe.